Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 143, recorded on September 25th, 2013. Are we recording? Set your password over the years, you know. That's um, I try to count. I know I know the, I know the, yeah. uh, the etymology of my passwords. You know the how they how they change over time. Oh, okay. Um, I've got not counting subtle variations, which I might call mutations if I were to do the genealogy. Okay. Uh, six times. Six times that I've had a major password overhaul. A, a major like a stem change or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I should start using LastPass. Really oh, I, I totally should. Mm-hmm. I know that. I haven't. Yeah. But I totally should. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's um, cool. You can use iCloud Keychain now. Yeah. I, well, though I don't have Mavericks on here, so it's not uh, terribly useful. Yeah. You know? um, well, we are recording. Um, okay. So some idea. I'll put out some topic ideas. Mm-hmm. We can talk about any or all of them. Sure. Um, or just browse boing boing. I don't know. Uh I've started reading Stephen Wolfram's A New Kind of Science. That is a rethinking of... um, It's all about cellular automata. And and generally, the idea that simple rules, when taken to, you know, through millions of iterations, can produce uh, very, very complex, non-deterministic behavior. Even though they are generated I think, deterministically, I think that's true. I think I think that's known, kind of. But well, it's, I mean, you get into the game of this, life. You right. get into it, it does. the, uh, the Mandelbrot sets. A, I mean, these these are things that exist. We know he, these. They exist, but we've. It's he argues it's one of those things that we've just sort of we've seen for a super long time, and we never really understood the what it meant truly that. It's a new way of representing information and evolution, and um, and has implications for computational science and philosophy yeah, and material well, science. Yeah, and potentially, all. I, yeah. I'll give him that. I say I don't know enough about it, but I mean, like, I read about Conway's Game of Life before Wikipedia was a thing. Oh, sure, so. sure. <laughs> but um, and and you you see that, but you go, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's cute, but what's the point? It's like, well, but no, I mean, <laughs> no, but I, I say the I get the point. The point is infinite complexity. I mean, that's. From simple rules? Yeah. Yeah. Defined by a simple set. <laughs> yes, but then what is, why still do we have all these troubles describing complexity in simple terms? We, we mainly describe complexity with very complex equations and theories and like we... Well, if I had to guess, and I'm not Wolfram, so mm-hmm. I don't have an answer. I'm only like but, a tenth of the way yeah, to the book. I, too, if I had to but, guess, I would say potentially that that complexity mm-hmm. is not necessarily even if it is infinite is perhaps a subset of all complexities oh not yes, necessarily all complexity can be expressed as a set of simple rules um yeah which is where you get into like complexities um recurring and recursively recurring recursively and generatively mm-hmm. evolving and, and just sort of how you get emergent properties within systems and this is I mean like I said I'm a tenth of the way through the book maybe it's something we discuss after I finish the book but yeah okay maybe. so there's one topic um, I don't know there's the whole idea of like 
I, did you watch the Boing Boing videos that were about, like, uh, the traffic one? and? I meant to, but they were long, and I got distracted. Yeah. Um, we could talk about... Um, gosh, what else have I gone through recently? Um, Been watching Breaking Bad? No. Okay. I'm waiting till the end, and I'm just going to watch it all at once. So. How far? How, what, what was the last you watched? The first episode of this season. Okay, season so, five, not season yeah. five, part B. Yeah. Okay. Or, so no part B. No oh, part B. Okay. Yeah. So w- when he shows up and mm-hmm. you know pulls the gun out of the trunk, and <laughs> I have I have opinions about Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, show's not over yet, so but it it's a good show. <laughs> Question mark. No, but that's but that's about where I'm at. It's, yeah. it's a good show. Okay. Like people are heralding it as this like the second coming of. You know, golden the, age of mega TV. Well, we're, we've kind of agreed that we're with it. We, we could talk about the Kevin Spacey thing. Like, are we in a golden age of television? Yes. Which, which but we, I would argue we we've always been in a golden age of television. Uh, uh, Todd Vanderwerf has a really good article about that. Really? Oh, um, okay. Well, I don't know if you read a lot of his stuff. He's the, the TV editor at AV Club. Okay. Um, I follow him on Twitter, and I'm, I've become a fan of his. I respect his opinions a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had an article called The Golden Age of TV is Dead, Long Live the Golden Age of TV. <laughs> um, and he kind of goes through this history of of the fact that basically since the 50s, mm. when TV was a thing. We've been in a golden we've, age. We've been in something that could be called a golden age of TV, hmm. with a potential exception of the 60s. Um, but he makes an argument that that's not necessarily the case either. It's just a matter of how we define the golden age. Each each decade, roughly speaking, mm-hmm. creates. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna hold it here. Okay, I'm just gonna hold the pop. Do what filter. you got to do. I can't. Uh, I'm just gonna hold it right here. Yeah. Each each decade of television has <laughs> had something that would qualify it as the golden age. Uh-huh. Um, the the sit the rise of you know the Norman Lear sitcom in the 70s. Um, the what's an example of a Norman Lear sitcom? All in the Family. Okay, um, that's sort of the. the Prototypical. You attach that just to the bottom of the desk. You have a desk right there. It's, it's got too, a C clamp. Well, it's but the, it wouldn't hit. It doesn't go in far enough. It's not gonna. It's yeah. A, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna fiddle be, with this the entire episode. Yep. Yep. Like uh, I do. The '80s. You have things like Hill Street Blues, mm-hmm. um, which were very much a precursor to modern serialized TV as a whole, mm-hmm. um, dealing with with police in a realistic manner now if you go back and watch hill street blues you go that's not realistic at all Mm -hmm. but that's because we lived in the area of sopranos and the wire and so this other thing and then you had the the sitcom in the 90s was the pinnacle of the art form um ending some might say with everybody loves raymond which was the epitome of what a multicam sitcom could be okay Um, truly episodic you could watch it in any order, any episode at all, and just be fine. Although I read another argument saying that uh, the Big Bang Theory does the same thing today. It kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, the, and it, 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 it was called at the time the last sitcom that could live forever in syndication. Huh. Um, although the Big Bang Theory is proving that wrong because it's on TBS four times a night, and I love that show. Really? Oh, yeah. You like Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah. Don't don't even uh, start. Uh, I, okay, granted, I haven't seen it in a while, so I shouldn't say anything. But, um, but I, I got was, to season three, and it felt like they'd done everything that could be done. Like, start at season four. Okay. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like uh, uh, seasons one, two, and three were all right. All right. Season four, um, the show makes a fairly dramatic change. Like, I like the early stuff. I, yeah. I watched it in the early seasons consistently. Now I just kind of pick it up when I get the chance because okay. it's opposite community, which causes problems. 
Um, is Community better again? Did they bring back? It's not started again the yet. Oh, they did okay. bring back Dan Harmon. Yeah, right. um, but we'll because we'll they see had where the it goes. horribleness of season five, right? The four, four. Season five is when he's coming back. Five is okay. Gotcha. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's funny to me how much people were were calling it the greatest TV show of all time just a few short years ago. Oh yeah, um, and, and perfect postmodern TV. According yeah, I, to I never Idea used that Channel term. And, yeah, um, but we 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 talked about that before. Right. Um, what well, what have you got? What what would you want to talk about? I don't know. I've I've, I've been engulfed in TV recently, just between yeah. that and <laughs> other oh, stuff. Orange is the new black. Yeah. Let's, you finish it? Let's let's go a little bit. Yeah, I did. I did. Let's let's talk a little bit about okay, that. So cool. um by the way, um we're about like 10, 15 minutes into the episode yeah, now. Hey yeah. everybody. Hi. Um, this is <laughs> just fade up somewhere in one of our sentences yeah, and it's like here, bad it's, philosophy. It's every, uh, every once in a while we have to do one of these where yeah. it's just like completely. We don't freeform. have anything at all whatsoever. No I wanna I actually want to play around to this on the uh, on the air, so to speak. Is it short? Yeah. Okay. Ten minutes tops. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll but it's that. it's it's, it's, Story it's war. traditionally meant for three players, but I have a two player variant that I've invented okay. in my brain as I drove over here today. I've been playing a lot more tabletop mm-hmm. uh, with, with Ben and, and the game. I, w- I wish I was and... playing as much as you were because oh. I'm uh, I played uh Android for the first time this past Sunday. Android. Um it's an older game, 96. Uh-huh. Um, it's been reimagined as a game called Netrunner Android, which is one of the top two games on Board Game Geek. Oh, like okay. It's, it's, but it's a two-player game, and so it's really hard to find people to play it with, yeah. other than unless you're doing one-on-one, and it's also oh, hard to find do, and do expensive. Do you want to go over sometime to the, the Emerald Cafe that's the, the beer and tabletop place over on 183? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a thing. It's these, uh, these folks opened a... Um, a board a tabletop pub i guess yeah <laughs> so they have uh they have a bunch of beers on tap and tables and games you can rent and yeah, or buy cool. and yeah is it can you byog bring your yes, own game of okay. course i mean uh, yeah you don't have to byob no you, you, you byob yeah, yeah whatever byobgs you know. so yeah, yeah yeah the bgs everybody <laughs> byobgs uh yeah. Orange is the new black. Orange um, is the new black. We'll get yeah. to other things later. Yeah. I I mean, shit. It's it's very different <laughs> as a TV show. I, well, there have been prison shows kind of before, but none that, I don't know, that approach this level of like... I mean, I don't even know what I would think of. Like, when I think of prison shows, I think of like show. Prison Break. Prison? Yeah, but I mean, it, that's... It's, it, it really Oz. does... It subverts the prison genre, which oh, is yes. usually like... Intentionally so. You know, this is the most horrible place in the world, and the only thing you want to do is get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, she starts by turning herself in, self-surrender. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ambiguous yeah. whether it was really even a crime, but it was. I mean, she got convicted. She I mean, got convicted. She, she's, she's going to know. jail for doing a crime. Um, yeah, and, and, and just... The fact that it is all, all almost all female characters. The, the you know of it's an ensemble cast. A awesome. I love ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's it's supposedly about Piper as a center, but like it's it's, it's about definitely. everybody. Each episode really. sort of centers on one or the uh-huh. other. And, yeah. Um, but you know, the the first build male character is got to be like fifth or sixth oh. or seventh on the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of the importance of of what's going on. So. And, and I mean, we're assuming you've seen Orange is the New Black. Yeah, if you seriously. haven't, a lot of this is. I mean, get ne- Watch Netflix. It. Yeah. Like, just, I'm, I without hesitation, like <laughs> pause the episode now. Thirteen hours from now, come back watch and resume it. it you know? Please watch it. It yes. is. 
I, I, without hesitation, I'm saying this in the final season of Breaking Bad, mm. it is the best TV show I've watched all year. Wow. Yeah, it's Because Breaking Bad can evoke one kind of emotion, this kind of rolling dread with occasional, <laughs> you know... Comic relief. I wouldn't even call it comic relief. I would. I would call it slightly less <laughs> slightly dark, slightly less dreadful things, yeah. followed by more dreadful things. Moments and, for breath, yeah. and that's about it. Um, but Orange is the New Black is one of those that you feel happy, you feel sad, you kind of you, you want feel the characters to all of it. You feel I mean, everything. It's it's a uh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, which um, is why it's surprising me that it came from the creator of Weeds, which was a good show at first. But not a great show. And spiraled way out of control in the later years. Like, yeah. just got bad. I think we talked about Weeds once. You said it was like, it, it is one of those things that started really, really well written. and then, Started really good. I liked it at the early season. She became a drug lord and something. I mean, or, it or like, just... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I stopped watching it, so I don't. I don't know what happened after the fourth or fifth season, where she was a drug mule running stuff under the border. Oh my! And got pregnant by the mayor of Tijuana. <laughs> like that happened. That was a plot point. Apparently, what? she eventually went to jail. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I I yeah. seriously stopped watching it because. But but I Weeds caring. is another one of those that like some people in my life will say, "Oh my God, Weeds is amazing," and yeah. I don't hear that enough. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But I hear some that people, occasionally. Some people really really love yes. Weeds. But anyway, so, but you know, woman protagonist, mm-hmm. women is it's, it's an all female. I would I would be comfortable calling it an all female cast. Like yeah, yes, yeah. there are men in it for all intents and purposes. Um, well, I, I guess Jason Biggs would be the biggest male in it. No pun um, intended. Yeah, but which he plays a very different kind of a character than it's not he, terribly Jason Biggsy. Yeah, um, I don't know the male characters to me. They're on the periphery. <laughs> they are. They're on the periphery, and aside from the the um, the veteran guard um, with the missing Porn stash. No, oh, no. Uh, the uh, missing the, leg. Oh yeah, the other one. He's yeah. not, he was Oh yeah, the veteran meaning like war veteran, not like veteran. War veteran. Been there the longest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, um, what's his name? He's he's very well acted and, and portrayed. I think he's a complex character, but the rest of them seem like. In the uh, and I don't know if maybe this is intentional, but like the male characters are like cliche male characters. A little bit. I, think, um, I don't. That, I don't know if it's intentional. <laughs> I think that just might be what happened when you push any character to the periphery. You know, you can't focus on. You don't get moments to learn about them. Yeah. Um, the same you, way you do you with do most of the other sometimes cast. Sometimes get those with like with her. Um, uh, what's his name? McCreary or. Um, the guy with the Russian bride, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you get some of those. Um, although, get, like porn stash, you don't get that really at all. Like no, I never, I never really sympathetic to him. One dimensional, almost a villain character. Yeah, he's the, he's the closest thing the series has to a villain. I I don't yeah. know if I'd call him outright that, but he's not complex in the way that everybody else really is on the show. In in a way, maybe the villain is prison itself i mean or, yes. or it's, it's, I, I mean it's the the system i think the system yeah um, not, not prison but just just that the particular prison system that we have there's definitely commentary about like what we're mm-hmm. what we're doing to our prisoners and, yes. and kind of dehumanizing them and the fact that hey these are hu- these are these people, people. You know? they, they're definitely people they're not just inmates not right. just convicts they're people um 
and then I mean race relations, of course, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you know issues of sexism and um, yeah, and sexuality and sexuality. But it's but it's yeah. not even. But none of those are. It's not none of them are handled in such a way as to go. We're telling you a lesson about sexuality here, or we're right. teaching you a lesson about racism here. It's dealing with them, and it's dealing with the complexities of them and showing them as realistic things that exist in this system and in a larger extent the world. Yeah. Um, and and they're just sort of going. This is what the way it is. And it's very accepting of all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so it's based on a true story. by Only very loosely from what I've heard. Um, Piper Kerman. Yeah. Um, but it, I really feel like the, the creators of the show took that as a starting point and mm-hmm. then said, okay, we're going to make a show about all of this stuff starting from here. Mm-hmm. But it, it always raises that question. We've talked about this before. It's like when you say based on a true story, mm-hmm. it's like how, how much of it was... Are we talking like inspired by true events? Yeah, or and I'm I'm really you know this is a true story and we're telling it explicitly type of a yeah. situation. And I, I really have come to the point where I'm just like, you know, uh, say that on everything. Fargo says that when you open up the opening credits of Fargo, yeah, which is completely false, it says based on a true story, uh, and they just say it just to, just to screw with you. Just as, and, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 that's <laughs> that's okay. it. Took me a long time to get there because uh-huh. for years I was railing, as I'm sure those records of me uh-huh. going on, on oh, yeah. about here about um, the the one that always stuck in my craw the most was The Strangers uh-huh. um, which was touted as based on actual events <laughs> um, and I don't know if you've seen the movie but there's a family I mean it's it's so freaking cliche to begin with but it's a, there's a family at a house someone comes and knocks on their door they open it up they go who are you and they go oh is Jimmy here and they're like no there's nobody by oh okay and they leave and they come back wearing masks and kill everybody. Uh, I mean, that's it, that's it's a not much one? more uh, yeah. five or six years ago. Because that sounds like a movie that I just saw a trailer for the other day. You're next. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it, it, exactly. <laughs> um, yes. They just keep churning through it. I mean, like, it sounds like so many horror movies. I ha- what I what I'm curious about is like, how do you get away with making movies like that after Cabin in the Woods came out? Like. People still watch them. You know, your next is making money. Wow! Um, not everybody's seen Cabin in the Woods, oh. but with with that in mind, but your next was based on yeah. based on actual events. That was the tagline or the the selling point, right? Which again, I'm trying to come to grips with and be fine with. Although this is the one that gets me the most <laughs> because the actual events that it was based on uh-huh. was one time the writer director was a little kid, and somebody came to his door, and it was a stranger, and then they left. That was the actual event, and and I have to say I I, I am that's the one I struggle with the most. But I, I have to go. None of it's real anyway, so it doesn't matter if they say it is. It doesn't matter to me at all if they say it is. And that one's the yeah. I mean, I'm I'm cool with Fargo on one end, like Fargo. I'm like, yeah, great. <laughs> Whatever. There's a commentary there. It's funny. It's cute. Uh huh. Go for this it. This is just it's a there's like tagline. Free Willy, which isn't based on anything as far as I know, but it came to mind when I thought of that. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's a bad example. Free Willy? Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Um, cool Runnings, there was a Jamaican bobsled team. Mm-hmm. None, of the, none of that story was anything like what happened in the movie Cool Runnings. Uh-huh. Except like the ending where their thing fell over and they lost. Okay. Everything else was completely made up. <laughs> um, which I'm kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. Cool Runnings was a fun movie. It was. It has my favorite line in, in that movie, my favorite line, mm-hmm. is, I don't, I don't know, two of the characters are arguing about something. One of uh-huh. them is bald. And he calls the other one a butthead. And the other one says, I'm going to take a marker, draw it down your head, and make it look like a butt. 
Because he's bald. I mean, that's amuses me. It stuck with me for years. Like I'm, uh, I'm thinking of it now. It's and it's, I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's as explicit as Disney gets. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. Which uh, okay. So so speaking and, of Disney, uh-huh. um, I saw Hercules again for the first time. It's on Netflix now. I is added it, it to really? my queue. Yeah. Oh, okay. I recently added it, and I was like, eh, I would like to see that movie again. So, what do you think of Hercules? I, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. Really? Um, I remember that there's a scene where Hercules is getting his picture taken. Yeah. And he's wearing a lion skin, and it's totally Scar from The Lion King. Yes. Um, yes. There's, I think there's a part where they go, Hercules, Hercules. No, that's Nutty Professor. Never yeah, mind. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a Hydra in it. Yeah. I don't remember how he kills the Hydra, because you can't, because it's... Got Greek it's screwing heads. Because it's the Hydra. Yeah. Um, there's the Greek chorus, the Muses, yeah. which I know about because I just saw a play called Sing Muse here in Austin, Okay. Um, which was about the Muses, and they referenced being in the Hercules, and the um, the Muse of Comedy has a great bit in that play where she goes, and Hercules, I was the fat one. They made me the fat one. Because <laughs> um, that's supposed to be funny, and... Uh, it's a good, it's a good bit in that play. That's all I know about Hercules the movie. We have, okay. uh, he's in high school, maybe. Is uh, he in high school? It's, I mean, it's the mythological Hercules, yeah. right? And and he's, he's no, the TV show. He was in high school. I don't. Yeah, they made a TV show based on the movie where he's like right in hero they had school, to and whatever. Um, yeah, it, it was. I don't know. It, it it was one of those films that I, I guess I would want to discuss it in more detail, but it bothered me hmm. like, just in terms of um, the these the oversimplistic portrayal of women. You know, the him is. Well, I could believe that. You know the um very very like cool and calculated Disney moments. It was like we need to have the short guy that's the funny comic relief. Danny DeVito have, plays the uh, yeah. Pericles. I think um, you know the Pegasus is you know sort of the um, the horse comic relief that's you know way smarter than it should <laughs> the be. The horse comic relief, or, or the animal comic relief. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, a, an anthropomorphized sure. animal. Um, there's you know the supervillain that's you know clever. Hades. You know, and played and, by um, oh, who played Hades? He was, he's a good actor, James Wood. Yeah, I think or James Woods. Woods, yeah. yeah. Who was also in the TV show Shark? Yeah, um, but he was good in that. No, he was. From what he's, I remember. He's, I mean, eh, you know, but but just he's basically uh, Ursula. Yes, is my that's yes. my, my recollection of he's, him. he's basically Ursula, Ursula. Yeah. from you know the Little Mermaid. Yeah, um, which I don't know. It was it was it feels like a, a late stage Disney movie where they were just hitting the notes. They were hitting the notes, and and I I remember it coming out at the time, and you know it was sort of like eh, yeah another. Disney I enjoyed movie it when and, I watched it, but that I mean that was how many years ago that I saw right. it. And, I mean, I was, I was a kid. And but I you just, you, you know, you, you see the you see the plot arcs coming, or uh-huh. the, the movements coming a mile away, and you know the hero has to fall, and then he has to come back, you know, without his powers. Have we ever then, talked about the hero's journey on this thing? It's it was totally the hero's journey. I mean, have we have we know? ever covered that? Like, I feel like it's something we should we ought to talk about at some point. Joseph um, Campbell and the hero's journey. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a it's a thing. I, I, I hope mean, it, a lot of our audience knows about it. But. Well, I only I only recently I came up I came to it in kind of a roundabout way. I mean, yeah. I, I rediscovered it through. Um, 
action philosophers. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, Which, because there's the whole big chapter on it, and I go, oh, that's what they're talking about when they talk about this thing. Yes. Um, but where I actually originally discovered it was Dan Harmon. Um, we're talking community. Yeah. We're going in circles now, uh-huh. which is ironic because we're about to talk about circles. Yeah, recursion. Because... Woo! Dan Harmon invented this thing called the Dan Harmon Circle. I don't think he calls it the Dan Harmon Circle, but that's what it's known as. <laughs> okay. Um, and he draws a big circle on the board and draws it in uh, to eight parts. Okay. And, you know, this is the character's journey. It goes from, you know, a place of happiness, um, falling through adversity, uh-huh. other things happen, what's your, who's it, I don't know. And he, he arrives back where he was, however changed. Uh-huh. Um, which is straight up the hero's journey. Like, yeah. He, but he presents it on his blog, as, which, which you have to kind of struggle to find because it's kind of hidden now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this new thing that he has. Um, and it's kind of like, well, that's, that's, that's just the hero's journey. The hero's journey. Yeah. But when I discovered that he did that and that it was the hero's journey, it explained so much about my disagreement with community. You know, we're saying community is this, oh, this, it's oh. this POMO, POMO masterpiece or whatever yeah. and I was saying it's really not it's it's all of these things that we've always been using just, because because yeah. Dan Harmon insists on using that template for all of his stories hmm. um, I've seen pictures of the writing room and there are literally circles drawn on the board with different things as they're mapping out each episode wow um, hmm which is neat that he actually like physically draws the circle. I mean, that's kind of well, a neat writing and, and technique. And it means he's he's applying a method. Oh yeah, yeah, very and, much and that's, so. That's um, you know, it gets back to like complexity from simplicity. Sure, right? you're, sure. You're applying the same rules mm-hmm. consistently with with varying input in mm-hmm. a way, and and just kind of seeing and configurations what, and seeing what happens and where they go from that. And that's definitely yeah, cool. Looking at the taking the consequences as you step through these things, and and yeah, it's, but you. Can't be postmodern if you're using the hero's journey as your primary template. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> well, what would be postmodern, right, is for, for Dan Harmon to come into a, an episode of Community and talk about the hero's journey in a class or something. Eh, maybe like, a little. Eh. <laughs> Not if he still follows the same structure, though. I mean, if it, yeah. it's... What if he himself goes through one of yeah. these arcs? Like, I mean, Amy just did a uh, lecture on, on playwriting, of all things, because yeah. so she's teaching this under the theater class. And she was, you know, kind of talking about structure. And, you know, mm-hmm. playwrights think in structure. Right. Um, they, and I, you know, in much the same way, Dan Harmon sort of has affixed himself to this circle idea. Um, and, she, and, you know, she goes, well, there's the classic Aristotelian structure of, you know, status, inciting incident, rising action, climax, falling action. Mm-hmm. New, new status quo. Um, it's a famous, like, literally, Aristotle wrote about it. Like, yeah. he, he didn't invent it, but he, he was like, he this codified is thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> I go, this is how action works. He was, he was the Joseph Campbell of his day. A little maybe. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, <laughs> Joseph Campbell kind of refined it and yeah. did the monomyth, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, and postmodernism, among other things, kind of went look, that doesn't have to be the structure. Right. Anything can be the structure. And so she literally has, like, as one of her slides, here's different structures for plays. And they're all just different, like, geometric images. Like, one is a series of Inverted V's, I would say, one after like six of them, like one, huh. two, three, four, like independent, not connected, just sort of like boop, 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 boop. One's a big circle. One is a squiggly, looks kind of like a smiley face, but squeezed out. <laughs> I mean, and these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, and you go, and then she pulled and pulled out for me as she was ex- working through the lecture with me. I mean, working through it, me explaining it to me to make sure it made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, she pulled out. Uh, oh, what? Oh, I'm blanking on her name. Hmm? So playwright, one of my favorite freaking playwrights. Um, what is her name? Google the America play for me. You have your your 
thing up there. Mm, um, okay. I guess if you can't do it, I can do it on my phone. Who wrote the America play? Anyone who's a fan of theater and is you know, shouting okay. at their... Check it out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Siri? <laughs> Checking that out. Check it out. Um, uh, oh, what? No, that's Anna not... Anna DeVere Smith. Oh, okay. No, that's not it. That's not the right one. Sorry. Oh, okay. Anna DeVere Smith wrote something else. Ah. Google the America play. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Okay. <laughs> Searching Google for the America play. That's interesting. So it'll let you do some things, but not a Google yeah. search without unlocking. Uh, Susan Laurie Parks. Susan Laurie Parks. Yeah. God, why am I such an idiot? Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of her work. I really am. And all the theater uh, people yelling at me. That's what we call a Susan, brain fart. Kevin Susan, apologizes yeah, from I'm the sorry. bottom of his heart. If you're if you're out there, wow. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I love you. Something went, <laughs> something went horribly, horribly um, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But Susan Laurie Parks, like, her structures for her play mm-hmm. like there, she has images of them in one of her books and I'm, I'm, maybe I'll find an image and like send it to you of what it looks like mm-hmm. um, for the show notes and you go what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of them is written as an equation but uh, it's an equation the equation is stick figure Abraham Lincoln uh-huh. plus something else I don't know what the other one is <laughs> equals a different thing <laughs> and and but that's the structure that actually is, that one's actually the structure for the America play. Oh, um, huh. I don't know what the other things in the in the particular equation are, but like that's her structure. What? And she, Susan Laurie Parks, is one uh-huh. of my go-to. Like that's a postmodern playwright, right oh, there. Okay, okay. Um, still making a statement, still being honest, but going really big complex. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the America play takes place at the Great Hole in History, which is a theme park where one of the characters who is dressed up as Abraham Lincoln, Mm -hmm. sits in a chair all day long as people come up and pretend to shoot him in the head. (laughs) Also, he's black. That's important. Oh, my. Um, (laughs) As is is Susan Roy Parks. Um, Uh, She writes in that that world. Um, She wrote two different adaptations of The Scarlet Letter, (laughs) both of which are freaking amazing and completely different. Um, And you read them and you go, oh, I guess we don't need to readapt the Scarlet Letter ever again. Uh, well, (laughs) which is not going to stop people from doing. There's a zillion of those, but she wrote one um, called "In the Blood," Mm -hmm. um, which is probably my favorite of the two. Um, And then she wrote another one that's completely different. They're in the same book, like you can buy them as a bundle. Called, and you have to bleep me, Stephen. Just heads up. Yeah. Called "Fucking A." (laughs) <laughs> which is the best name for an adaptation of the Scarlet Letter you could ever come up with. Yeah. That's <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's yeah. But I'm going to make an awkward but appropriate segue here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the uh the monomyth and these various myths of times and right. stories mm-hmm. and sort of how these have these iconic parts. And that's why I want I brought with me today knowing full well that we were going to be talking about these <laughs> things before I stepped in the door. <laughs> My copy of Story War. 100%. Um, All right, so tell us about Story War, Kevin. Story War is this really awesome game that was kickstarted. It's a party game. Um, It was described kind of like apples to apples meets a different thing that I don't remember. Um, But it's a narrative storytelling game. Okay. uh, Meant to be played with three to eight people, roughly speaking. Although I, I, I could I could be two people if we if we need to. Have a, I mean, I I I've, I've brought in my impartial third character, mm-hmm. or third player here, um, who is. 
George Washington. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's looking a little round today. Uh, yeah, you know. He's yeah. a little it's, gray. It's been a long week. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but um, in Story War, there's three different card types. And the cards are just a name, a picture, and flavor text. There's no okay. hard numbers. There's no random chance. It's a very relaxed game. Um, there are three types of cards. One of them is the hero card. Okay. Um, I'm going to read off some of these to you so you get an idea of sort of what they're like. Uh, there's the dwarf. Um, he might look small, but he's as strong as an ant. Ah. Or the red dragon, a dragon that breathes fire. He's a haunting millionaire. Hmm. Or the mad scientist. This power-hungry lunatic knows that sufficiently advanced magic is indistinguishable from science. Yeah. <laughs> um, so these sorts of things. Very, you know, Hamlet's in here. Um, the phoenix. Its goose will never be cooked. Um, so sort of these, these archetypical hmm. characters um, from... The world of stories, we should say. Okay. Um, those, those. So that's one of the characters. Ah, yeah. I lost my inspected by. Um, it's it's down by your feet. How'd it get there? I don't know. This is also my favorite inspected by tag of all time. Okay. What does it What does it say? I will let Stephen read it. Okay. Because you will laugh as you read it. Oh. Inspected by two hundred and two for the greater glory of our capitalist overlords. <sighs> I'm keeping it forever. Um, yeah. I'm keeping it forever. Um, awesome. So, so there are um, the oh, warrior cards. I know, I know. Well, I mean, it was. I, I don't know. Like the same things come up in Cards Against Humanity boxes. Oh, really? Not in all of them, but like in one in like three or one in four or so, those you'll show up. A, you'll get an inspected by yeah, yeah. Um, which and this was published by a different company, but I think they used the same publisher in China. Okay. Um, <laughs> They also shared a booth at PAX this year. <laughs> um, but so, so there's warrior cards. There are item cards. Again, these are kind of from archetypical stuff. There's Excalibur, uh-huh. the king of all swords. There's the anvil. It can upgrade your gear or downgrade your head. Okay. There's the banana. It's <laughs> Which, a banana. It's Yeah, it does what bananas it, do. It says that on the card. Yeah. It's a banana. <laughs> um, the wishing star. Be careful what you wish for because it just might come true in the most ironic way possible. Oh. Um, life potion, which cures any ailment from headaches to death. Mm-hmm. The uh, time bomb, it'll blast you into next week. <laughs> so they all, they all have this sort of this bit of humor to them. Yes. And there's locations. Okay. Um, things from the library. Shh, the books are sleeping, and waking them up would be a literal nightmare. Are they all puns? <laughs> Not all of them, but yeah. they all have a, this sort of same sense of humor. The Sleepy yeah. Village. The humble folk here enjoy crafts, fresh air, and the occasional torch and pitchfork mob. <laughs> There's the Maelstrom. The eye of this violent storm contains a smaller, even more violent storm. <laughs> so these locations. Okay. Um, that's sort of a sampling of them. All right. Um, and in, in the game, Story War, um, if it's a... If it's a you know, two to four player game, everybody plays independently. More than that, they split up into two teams. Okay. Um, you have a hand of three characters um, in your in your hand. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shuffle this up and kind of chat while we're okay. actually start dealing stuff out. So you'll have three characters in your hand. Yeah, excellent. These are your characters. These are my characters. I'll look at them here in a minute as I'm describing. You'll also have two item cards, again picked randomly. Um, Excellent. And then you'll have the, so you'll have these in your hand, and you're going to pick one of each of these. Okay. Um, the the item card you don't have to pick right now. You can pick um, once the game has begun, so to speak. Okay. 
Um, and then you have usually if you have if you have say three players, you have two players with their own cards, and then you have your judge, um, mm-hmm. who is the third player or fourth, depending on the situation. Um, the judge flips over a random location card. For example, I just pulled the labyrinth. I'm not the judge in this game. George is the judge. Okay. George is judging for us. Okay. Uh, the labyrinth. Constructing this reality-bending maze drove a mad architect sane. <laughs> Uh, which is where our particular um, story war is about to take place. Oh, excellent. Um, so now knowing that where it takes place, we're going to pick one of your characters okay. um, to fight in this particular place. All right. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I got my, my idea my, here. My gut was going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. Okay. okay. So you pick your character, um, and then we will reveal them, and then uh-huh. we would both then convince the judge who would win in this particular fight. So... We're going to flip a coin, heads to oh, heads okay, tails. Okay, We're going to okay. win. Um, yeah, that, that's the quarter. George I, is a quarter. Just, the coin flipping thing was what... I, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Normally, your judge picks the winner. I got it. Um, no, it's, it's, so it's today we have... We'll let the fates decide. The vampire, this ageless teenager, is popular with the ladies, mm-hmm. fighting against... Medusa. What does her card say? Medusa's oh, good. make eye contact with the devious diva and you'll be stopped in your tracks. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, so it's taking place in the labyrinth. Um, and so normally we would, you would, um, you could either just argue about it, or you could describe what happens. Well, we could kind of describe what yeah. happens. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, basically, the the uh, vampire is looking around, walking uh-huh. up staircases, walking down staircases, walking sideways staircases, sideways staircases <laughs> along. Um, lost in the labyrinth. Lost. Um, completely. Definitely lost. Not entirely sure how he got there. When he all of a sudden turns a corner and spots someone fleeting behind a, a, a wall. Right. Just just for the sake of argument for making the story more interesting, let's oh. figure out who wins first. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's so um, heads will say the vampire wins, tails will say Medusa loses. Alright. Uh, tails, Medusa's gonna lose. Uh, yeah, can we redo that uh, <laughs> that coin toss there? I was, I was wondering when you were gonna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so Very funny. Heads the vampire. Heads tails, vampire. Medusa. Tails Medusa. All right. Winning on both. All right. Heads the vampire is gonna win. Okay. Um, well, so, so we, same result. So we, would, we would figure that out either. Regardless. Okay. Um. So he, so vampire sees a um a flit in his mm-hmm. yeah off in the corner of his eye. And um, not you know, sure exactly what it is. Chases after it because mm-hmm. he hasn't drank in five days or something. It's been a while. He's, 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 he's tired. He's been. You know, uh, look at your items. Make sure you have an, uh, one to bring in as well. Oh, um, okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely. I know what's going to happen. Um, at least right. I think I know what's going to happen. Um, um, so he's he's searching for something. He's not entirely sure what what mm-hmm. or whom he saw, but he's definitely looking as much as he can. Right. And. Uh, Turns a corner, spots uh, spots the Medusa full on. She starts to turn her head, and just at that moment, uh, just at that moment, he runs away. He knows what a Medusa is. He's not fighting that. Yes, he, um, well, he realizes that this is. Uh, does it work through a mirror? Let's, um, let's yes. pause. Yeah. So if you look at a Medusa through a mirror, it's still. Yeah. Well, because Medusa can freeze herself with. With a mirror. With a mirror. Oh. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a trick you can use if you have the mirrored shield. You will. Uh, Okay. Protect yourself from. I don't. I don't have so a mirror maybe, shield in my hand. Yeah, maybe he jumps behind a mirror mm-hmm. just at that very moment. And, just in hopes uh, of finding of uh, spotting her. She, now she's smarter than that. She's, she knows not to look at mirrors. Okay. She's she's not going to just fall for that immediately. So wait, if 
how does Medusa lose then? Well, um, what actually happens is the vampire decides to start bl- blazing his own path. He's not going to be subject to the labyrinthian laws. Uh. He uses his pig- pickaxe, his <laughs> antique axe you can mine at the speed of seven dwarves, <laughs> and literally starts strunning, making his own tunnels through the mined and endless walls mm. of the... Uh, what you who's it? The, <laughs> the, the labyrinth. labyrinth. Um, to the point where he starts chasing her, mm. regardless of where she is. Oh. Um, so he can always sneak up behind her by never being able to do it. Okay. Um, and then he's going to reach up behind her, use his massive vampire strength, and yeah. rip all her tails or snakes out or something like that. Yes. Basically, he, he chops them all off with one swing of the axe. There and, you go. You know, drinks wins. the blood as they pour out onto the floor that, that, like yeah, a bunch of. I don't that's, know. That's gross. That's, well, that's what vampires do. I guess do, it right? is what vampires do. Cool. Yeah. Just, you know, slurping yeah. them out of the snakes as they writhe <laughs> on the ceiling yes, <laughs> of the labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's a brief two-player variation on, on Story War. So that's, that's it? You just do one battle and then... Well, in, in, a, in a true game um, yeah. with three or four characters, the judge rotates through. If you've got um, two to three player or three to four players, uh, everyone does the judge once. Okay. Um, and you find out who has the most wins, basically. Because um, in the in the traditional game, you're fighting for your character to win. Okay. So if I was a vampire, I'd be like, ah, I'm a vampire, I'm going to kill you by doing this, that, and the other. Or Medusa's going to do this, that, or the other. Yeah, no, what's um, actually going to happen. Yeah, and then blah, if blah, blah, there's blah. disputes, the judge decides, huh. and, and that's how you figure it out. Huh. Um, if there's a team game, so two teams, um, if the teams are even, um, you go just go around once, tell everybody to judge. But the teams change each time, because each time the judge moves, mm-hmm. the team is split to the people on either side of him or her. Gotcha. Um, so it's changing. So you're still playing the individual game, but you're hoping for your team to win. Hmm. And in team games, obviously, you would have, in addition to, say, the Vampire and Medusa, you would have the Manticore and the Frog Prince ah. um, you know, <laughs> teaming up or something like that. And oh, that my changes God. the game completely. Yes, completely. <laughs> um, it's a fun old game. It's, it's you know, for sitting around a bar, having a beer, mm-hmm. playing some fun games. I, I definitely, I don't know, I'm, I'm much more in the, um, what is it called, the European style where you're... You're definitely you're evolving strategery. a civilization, <laughs> evolving a civilization, yeah. drawing cards, abilities. I really enjoyed Seven Wonders. Um, so I got the impression the, the few um, times that we, I did not. So really, and I'm not usually against those kinds of games, but it well, was. I played it a couple more times. There, there's variations. There's different environments. You also have like a, a hero layer that mm-hmm. you can add on. Um, there's there's more stuff. There's more yeah. stuff to it. I don't know why this this is this is a party game. Um, yeah, um, very much so. So it's meant to be you know fun, quick. It played in the same environments where you would play Apples to Apples or perhaps uh, Cards Against Humanity. Which, I played Apples to Apples again the other night. And really? And it's just, it's not the same. It's just it's not once, good. Once you've played Cards Against Humanity. Well, I, would, I argue, once you've played Cards Against Humanity like once yeah. or twice, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. I'll say yeah. that. I, I've played it two or three times now, and it's I've kind of lost the fun because the mechanic is not strong. I, yeah, I mean, it's, um, which is why apples to apples is a boring game. Yeah, um, but the, mm-hmm. um, I would say in story words a little bit better because there's there's a little bit more of a competitive to it mm-hmm. because you a you're arguing for yours, you know, you're fighting. Yes, and it's those classic battles. You know, what if the frog prince went up against Colin Mockery? Who oh, would win? it's yeah. Col- Colin Mockery's definitely a card in there, by the way. <laughs> oh my god, um, the improv guy. Um, <laughs> because they asked him, and he said, "Sure, why not?" Yeah, uh, I'll be a, I'll be a character in your game. I'll be um, every character. Um, okay. Not a fun little game. Yeah, um, it was a Kickstarter project. It, it was. Looks, it looks pretty and legit. And, and there's like, a there's a volume two game. coming out that's the expansion that was also Kickstarted mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, Kick- yeah, I'm saying Kickstarted. All right, fine. Yeah. You know how long it took me to say tweeted instead of twittered? 
It's a long time. Oh, but it's a long time. Oh, Just saying. Yeah. Um, I've since changed my mind, but this will take a while. I like Kickstarter, dude. Kickstarter, did. Yeah, I put an extra D in the air. Yeah. Um, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, the the second half, the expansion, such as it is, is also going is going to be. This is more fantasy themed. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be more tech sci-fi themed. Okay. Um, and of course they're compatible and so you can play across them and so you can decide who would win a cyborg or the manticore. Ah. Uh, or uh, cyborg. Yeah. My money's on cyborg. What about a cyborg manticore? Well, you, if they were on a team, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but that was just Is that how you if you if you play two characters they sort of like merge no, together? They, so. they, you play them, what you play about them, a frog you know, prince Medusa? You just, play them no. teamed up. You know how they're going to fight no, together yeah. and exactly. win or would they would their differences become the uh, the end of them all. Have you seen the uh, Honest Trailers series on I've YouTube? I've seen some of them. I haven't seen enough of them, but the ones I liked were pretty good. <laughs> the one the ones you liked were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The ones I didn't like weren't so great. Right. Yeah. Um, damn it. <laughs> damn it, Kevin. Um, I particularly enjoyed the the uh, Batman and Robin one. I don't know I if you saw that one. No. Was... I see the, the last one I saw. I think was the Avengers, uh-huh. which was like yeah. Yeah, I give you that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, there was. Um, oh, did you watch uh, Marvel's The Agents of Shield? No. Colon punctuation. <laughs> what? what? Well, well, sorry, it's got two apostrophes because it's Marvel's apostrophe. Marvel's agents apostrophe s or a, no, just agents similar single, but Shield with it literally it's s period h period i period oh e my period God. l period all e the period. punctuation. Yeah, so I like to call it Marvel's Agents of Shield colon punctuation. Okay. Um, it's a good show. It's good? Yeah, the first, it, uh, the first pilot came out yesterday. Is it a web series? Or no, it's a TV series. It's on ABC. Actual, really? Yeah. Really? I, okay, I don't The Avengers was TV. the biggest movie ever. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. No, it I didn't like, say good. I said biggest. It made uh, all the money. All right. No, Grand Theft Auto Five made all the money. Well, That's, they're not making a TV show out of Grand Theft Auto Five. No, I guess they don't need it. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean it's it's owned by Disney, who owns ABC. Did you you saw Indie Game the movie at I did. some point? Did you I was did? so so underwhelmed. Fez finally came out. Yeah, I've been playing it. Uh, what do you, what do you think um, of it so far? It's all right. I'm not. I am never, ever going to put in the time to find all the mysteries that this guy spent way too much time making. Did, did you find the QR code one yet? No. Oh my god. That was... I, I had fun with that. I mean, so, it's one of those things like, I, I'm a little bit sad playing it. Why? Because I know I'm not going to put in the effort. Oh, but it, um, it's... I, I don't know. I'm, I'm finding enough of the mysteries that I think... I, I'm a, Like, have you found the, any anti-cubes? I've, I've played it about an hour. Oh. So, no. Okay, well... Um, I put in a little bit more than that. Yeah, um, it's it's it harkens back to just you know the simple platformer days, but it's it's a it's a simple concept taken through again. It's like that complexity mm-hmm. out of simplicity. You know, two dimensional world. Th- this idea of um, projections and alignment mm-hmm. in one dimension. That's it's actually a neat game. In three dimensions, and you know it. it it's the kind of as you as you look at the art he's put into it mm-hmm. and the. You start to see sort of a backstory about you know this. It's kind of a flatlands kind of thing where you know these are two dimensional creatures that discover the third dimension, and you see them writing about projections of it, and then mm-hmm. you know this kind of ascension thing seems to happen, maybe, but you know, really not sure about yeah. any of it. Um, it's just it's enjoyable. But for what I, it's worth, I, uh, Phil Fish has quit gaming forever. Um, who? The guy who made Fez. 
Oh, really? He said he's going to stop making games forever. Huh, okay. Yeah, because um, his first one was... No, because he was making Fez 2, and someone on the internet was mean to him, and so he stopped. <sighs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Which is a little bit, I'm taking my ball and going home for me. I understand people on the internet are mean to you, and the guy who was mean to him was pretty mean. Well, it seemed like in the in Indie Game, the movie, he was really stressed. Like, it was just not uh, an enjoyable process for him at all. Stressed mm. might not have been the word I would have used. Frustrated. Stuck de- up. Demoralized. I'm a genius, is what he was saying a lot of the time. That's um, the impression I got. Um, I, I got know. that. I got that from... Basically him and Jonathan Blow, I kind of, like, I'm making this perfect game. Team Meat guys, I'm like, these guys are sweet. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Team Meat was pretty, uh, hey, Super Meat Boy, hey, yeah, it's an impossible game. Like, I've not got, I've gotten past World 1. Like, yeah. that's all I've done. And I've stopped because I said, I no. don't need to be this angry. It's, and that's fine. But it's yeah. a good game. It's a well-made game. <laughs> um, I've played literally hundreds of hours of Binding of Isaac huh. um, because that game I can play forever. I just, right. I, I could, if I played nothing else for the rest of my life, I'd be okay playing Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fun game. Um, I've played some of the other stuff they've done, and it's fun. Um, but they're also Team Meat and the subset of the people that who make their own independent stuff mm-hmm. very much feel like they're making games. Jonathan Blow and the Fez guy, Phil Fish, both to me feel like we're making art with a capital A oh. that also happens to be games. And it's one of those things I'm like, come on, guys, just yeah. you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can make an amazing game that is considered art, mm-hmm. but be less pretentious about it. <laughs> All right. Um, that's that's uh, that's the impression. I get. Yeah, we, um, well, we've had that again. Fez before, is not a bad but... game. No, it's it's Braid is not a bad I game. Found it to, Fez is a very fun game. Yeah. Consistent art design and good sound and like. Did you hear about the uh, the Steam amount announcements they made the last couple days? Um, what that they're going to be developing more for Linux or what? Steam OS. Oh, they're making their own OS. Okay. Um, primarily focused on gaming. Yeah. Based, probably, based in Linux, it'll probably be Linux based. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based on Linux, they've announced that. And there's, 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 they, they announced, we're going to make three announcements over the next week or two. Hmm. Um, and they had time countdown timers for the first one. The first one was SteamOS. The second one was they're going to be building and not in-house creating, but creating Steam machines. Okay. Ex- exclusively to run SteamOS. Steam boxes. Steam boxes. More, yeah. I mean, computers first. Mm-hmm. Is sort of the impression I get, um, but they're looking for beta testers. They're going to pick like three hundred out of three hundred thousand. So. Oh my god! You can put your name in the hat. I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I they're going to pull they're somebody's name. Truly picking randomly. Uh, well, they they've said they're going to pick about thirty um, based on Steam community stuff. Okay. And the others they're going to pick randomly. Truly randomly. Um, no, to test right. out the hardware. So yeah, you got to you got to do some basic stuff like um, join a group on the forum uh, on, in the community, mm-hmm. um, check yes on a legal box. I mean, like literally everything I had done already. Steam machines is the name of it. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then you have to uh, play a game in big picture mode with a controller. So like literally things that I've done. Okay. Um, that one. That one I had to actually do again for it to count huh. so I loaded up uh, Penny Arcades on the Rainslick Precipice of Darkness 4 uh-huh. for 20 minutes and played it and had fun I was like yeah okay yeah. achieved 
I, I've and then tried I joined to, the group. Um, let's see. So I've, I've, I got the latest uh, Humble Bundle. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there that I, I Most of the stuff in there to. I already had. I, yeah. I bought it anyway because there were two that I didn't. But I, I mean. Because it was like FTL, Fez, um, Capsized, uh, a few other Was Capsized things. in that one? Capsized. There was a Ninja one. Um, oh, Mark of the Ninja is great. Mark if you haven't played Mark of the Ninja, it's a fun game. Okay. Um, it's a, It's it's a great game. I haven't finished it, but okay. I don't finish most games. But it's a great game. No, I, I'm, um, I'm going to finish Fez. I, I got a little Are you going to 100% Fez? Or are you going to 200% Fez? I'm going to... Or are you going to get to the end of Fez, which is like 50%? I'm going to 75% okay. Fez. Because <laughs> there's, there's 32... Well, yeah, there's there's 32 regular cubes that you can Yeah, you if you can get, get those, you have, 70, you have 50% of the game. Yeah, and then there's 32 anti-cubes that you can yeah. find, and then all these mysteries and other things. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, uh, okay. There's no uh, way to 200% that game. Yeah. It's a good game, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I guess we should start wrapping up. It's been about an hour of sure. us ranting we've, on various we've things. We've rambled and ranted and, and well, what, what have we? Uh, what have we personally got coming up in the near future? I, I don't know. I... Mm, not not much. Not a lot. Uh, it's going to be the the play that you you love to hate is is going to start it next is, month. It um, is. What you're going to see, of course, Fat Pig, produced by some folks yeah. that we know here in town. Good for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's not, not, I'm, I'm not going to go see it. Not really. Probably not. What? Well, but you've never seen it produced. I haven't. I may, maybe I will. It, what'll What'll probably be? Yeah, I may. All right, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not excited to go see it. Yeah, well, okay. Um, yeah. I'll I'll talk you with you about some other stuff after the show, but sure, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, so that's happening. Uh, we're just the company I work for. We're in the midst of uh, of shooting photos for uh, the book that we're going to be publishing in December. Um, hmm. If y'all are curious to see what what I do as a day job or what who I work with. Um, Follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Instagram.com slash ForStJames, F-O-U-R-S-T James. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook under the same same stuff. So I can start plugging us now because we actually have content. Yay, Yay content. Um, yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. We actually, thank you to um, one of our fans actually emailed us the other day. I'm going to pull that Did up. Did you forward I, that one to me? Um, I think so. I think so. Well, so you forwarded me most of those, but I don't pay enough attention. Who, uh, someone who found us through... Um, just interest in in college podcasts, maybe yeah, or, cool. or yeah, I've got a back in the days when we used to be on iTunes U, which <laughs> yeah. I think we still are. Like it's not we, updating anymore. No, we got taken off. Did um, we like we completely got, off iTunes U? I, I'm pretty sure because somebody from tech emailed me and was like, "Hey, why why haven't you updated the episodes?" And we're like, oh, we "We've been doing graduated. this forever." Um, but <laughs> yeah. but they wanted to stand there like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, okay. Um, I haven't I haven't checked in a while. Um, yeah, Brad Barrett. Um, thank you, Brad, for for uh, for emailing us. We uh, we appreciate you saying hi, and we're we're glad that uh, that you're a listener. So send us emails, and we'll say your name us, on the air. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll totally do that. That cliche thing that every other podcast does, but yeah. we really do. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, and, and it's nice to know that there are folks out there who who like what we're doing. So. Um, Thank you for listening to this very random episode. You can uh, follow me on uh, twitter.com slash Torrance and Kevin at KevSond. Kev follow the show at Bad Philosophy. We don't really put anything up, but you know you can yeah. follow us and get one other way of being notified when an episode goes up. Yay! Um, we'll if see. For some you. reason, you don't use a podcatcher or an RSS feed. Yeah, God, or... what's wrong with you? Oh, I got an iPhone 5S. That's my big news. And my God, podcasts on it are wonderful. 
um, including like terrible before they it was difficult I, I mean I had to download stuff before I left the house obviously because 3g sucks and now I have 4g LTE everywhere and how it's much data do you have a month unlimited oh yeah well, good for you it's the best <laughs> it, I also have unlimited but mine will be ending in the near future uh, or whenever I get a new phone so probably. it's it's limited or it's not if an unlimited is... I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. Anyways, My unlimited yeah. data will unlimited no longer is, be allowed be in the future. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this we'll see cool you next here. time after we play with our markers on Bad Philosophy. As much as I dislike XKCD, to the point mm-hmm. I, I don't read it anymore. Like unless somebody explicitly links to it and is mm-hmm. like, "This isn't an XKCD article, I promise." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." And I click yeah. It. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he did a thing that he's been needing to do forever, mm-hmm. um, which is create what was affectionately known by people who were telling him to do it, Randallman Randallman Rose Picto blog. Uh. Um, in that he has these really interesting ideas that he wants to explore, and a comic is not the right medium for that. Okay. Um, there, are, there are early examples of like this sort of long, winding narratives and stuff that he does. It just doesn't... Because he tries to put a punchline at the end. It's like, yeah, it's going to be funny. And like, this isn't the right medium. You're doing yeah. it wrong. Um, but he created the, the XKD, C, XKCD What If series, hmm. where he tackles interesting questions. Like, what if an inch from the base of a mountaintop was to disappear all of a sudden and then crash down. <laughs> well, what happened? And so he takes that idea and explores it. And he does it with text and then pictures and sort of it's kind of an interesting humorous interaction. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm right behind him all the way on those, <laughs> like, when I read them. I'm like, this is this is what you need to have been making all along, Randall Monroe. Yeah. Your comic, still terrible. <laughs> this, this is all right. It's good stuff. Badphilosophy.com I'm attracted to people who are mean to me.